Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our ninth episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. As always, we have a drink with our discussion, and today we decided to bust out this wine that some of our neighbors bought us. Um, it's, uh, what is it called? The Girls Gone Girls Wine? Girls Gone Wine, and it's a uh, bark, because it's got three little doggies yeah, in the front. Yeah, it's three cute little doggies. It's, it's real cute, and it's real good. It's a, it's a sweet white wine. Yeah, they, they make it in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, so... Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, so thanks, Sean and Jennifer. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, so today we are going to be talking about long engagements. Um, we we realize that this is, our opinion on this is probably not the norm, what everyone else finds okay, I guess. I think everyone has their own opinion, and I don't think that ours is... <laughs> Well, like there, everyone else, there's a bunch. I mean, it's th- this is just one of those topics where, um, you, when you ask somebody what's the ideal engagement length, mm-hmm. if they're gonna assign a time to it, which they probably won't, the typical answer from what we ever, whether it was in magazines or on articles or feedback or whatever it was, was there is no perfect time frame for engagement. Uh-huh. You you do you and whatever it is. Is what it is, mm-hmm. and I think that that is okay to a point. Yeah, I agree with it to a point. I think that I I do think that there is reasons to have a long engagement, mm-hmm. and I think that there's stupid reasons to have a long engagement. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of I think that's a pretty good way of putting it because what we as we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about, it was I mean you you can find all kinds of stuff on. Reasons to have a long engagement. And there are some, you have to kind of weed through the BS, but there are some legitimate good reasons. And there's so many people who had, you know, unique situations that were like when you say, well, you shouldn't have a three year engagement, you're going to get somebody that's like, well, we had to have a three year engagement because I got in a car wreck and I had to have facial reconstructive surgery <laughs> or whatever. I mean, there, there's, there is, there is a counter argument to whatever you say. So mm-hmm. just because, Everyone thinks that they're special and everyone thinks that their engagement time frame is unique to what worked best for them. You're going to get a lot of pushback when you start telling people how long and how short they should be engaged. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely, I, I think that in the other eight episodes we've done, we, yes, we've shared our opinions and some of them were, were strong opinions, but this one is probably the most opinionated, opinionated uh-huh. version of this. Yeah. So if you're a sensitive little whiny person, you may not want to listen to the rest of this. <laughs> um, because I think that, you know, people, I think you're going to get your feelings hurt uh-huh. um, on some of it. And I think that some of what we talk about will hit a nerve with people. Yeah. Um, but... I think so too, and I and that's okay. It, it's fine. I mean, everyone has their own opinion, <laughs> and I mean, we even just putting um, an article out there. You know, we get we got different opinions about it from than our opinion. Right. Um, the article that we did share, it was more. It was pretty neutral. Yeah, it was. It was very neutral. You know, I guess there there is pros and cons to mm-hmm. to having a long engagement, and should you or shouldn't you. I get most people are going to say, yeah, it, it depends well, on the couple. And and depends on the person writing the article. 
if someone wrote the article had a long engagement, they're going to come up with, of course, a ton of reasons why it was such a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we tend to find um, proof or backing or stuff that supports our argument, not that counters it. And so I think that that's where our our counter not, is... Not us, not us, but like people writing yeah, the article. in general, yeah. yeah. Looking, it, right. you know, it's like, well, I, I had a four-year engagement, and here's why it was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are there are actually some statistical numbers out there that mm-hmm. say how long the average engagement is, and and some statistics that short why you show or support why you shouldn't have a long engagement. Yeah. Um, but there's also the same statistics that says you shouldn't meet someone, get engaged, and get married within a month. Yeah. That's, I know. That's stupid. And, and, <laughs> I, I I get I guess I I look at I always try to look at things from all different point points of views, um, and I understand both. I understand most of everyone's arguments mm-hmm. really with all of it. So, but the statistics did show that I guess to define a long engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, the average length of an engagement is 14 and a half months. Yes. So. It's, yeah. And so I, th- I think that that's when you ask somebody, because you can ask, once again, we talk about things that are subjective, but you can ask somebody, what, what's too long of engagement? And you, you'll have people say, well, anything over a year is too long. Well, if you think that, then statistically you're off by two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, but for argument's sake and where we really try to, figure out what baseline, you know, could we define and say, okay, well, we may think that X months is too long or X months is just right, but let's at least get a factual baseline that says, okay, the average um, engagement in the United States is 14 and a half months. So pretty much anything over that would be considered a long engagement. Mm -hmm. Not too long, but just long. It's just, it's a long engagement. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so with that being said, though, uh, 25% of engagements are called off. Yep. That's a, that's a big number. So a quarter of the engagements that happen are called off. Um, what was funny was initially when we saw that, I was like, I think that's really high. Mm-hmm. Let's look at all the couples that we've known since we've been together that have gotten engaged and got married or gotten engaged and didn't marry. And we, we pretty easily named off six couples that... Mm-hmm. Are just about that are married, are just about, or will be married within the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to get those six very quickly. And I was like, "We'll see." None There's of them. none of them, yeah. so you should have one in four called it off, and that mm-hmm. didn't happen. And then we remembered that we know one person that has been engaged at least three times to three separate people and called all three of them off. Yeah. And so she made up that entire that, that 25% yeah. of who we knew. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay, that's okay. right. <laughs> that, there's where it is. That's so, funny. Um, well, I don't think it can be exact for everybody. It was just kind of funny that yeah. we didn't think it existed. And then uh-huh. we're like, oh, yeah, well, there's yeah. one well, person. Well, yeah, and and myself, too. I, right. I called off my Yeah, 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 aside from you. Too. Not, yeah. not with me. No, <laughs> yeah, duh, we're married. <laughs> um, but uh, bringing that up, bringing up, the woman calling well, it off. Before before we talk about that, uh-huh. why do we think twenty five percent of Call them are off. called off? Or should we talk about that after? Oh, I don't care. After we disclose the next number. Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll make everybody wait. <laughs> so, yeah. So, why do we think that a quarter that, of engagements are called off? Because they're not ready to get married. I think 
one of the biggest contributing factors is the guy proposes and the girl feels obligated to say yes. Uh-huh. And she regrets saying yes. I think that you feel bad mm-hmm. by saying no. You're, you're put on the spot. Yeah. And you have to make a very quick decision on something that you may or may not have known was coming. Mm-hmm. And you would feel bad saying no, so you say yes, and then you try to find a way to get out of it. Yeah. I think that that, I think that, that probably happens. More for, often I think that would take up a, a good quarter or a good chunk, chunk of, of that, that 25% really, is, yeah. is that instance alone. Mm-hmm. But I think that other factors are what you said. You, you weren't ready to get married. Mm-hmm. You, you know, realize this isn't the person you want to be with. Yeah. Um, somebody cheats. Yeah. Somebody... You know, something happens in your life. You didn't know the person well enough to make a good decision that this is who you should or shouldn't be engaged to in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and a lot of the time I think that we we think that it it is the person, too, initially, that mm-hmm. we want to be with. But then I guess having that long engagement or whatever, yeah. you start to realize, oh, shoot, what? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I making the right decision? Yeah. What's what's going on here? And why am I feeling this way too? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I, I think that there was there's some numbers that support the longer the engagement, the less likely it's going to happen. I don't know what that actual number is, and I can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like you, you, you run the risk of it not you know, ending in a wedding like it should or mm-hmm. like you thought it was going to initially. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I think, you know, kind of looking at, <clears throat> at why, why do a quarter of them fall off? I think it's pretty easy to point to examples or reasons as to why a quarter of them fall apart mm-hmm. and get called off. Um, so. Yeah. And so 60 to 80% of those. Of that quarter. <laughs> of that quarter is called off by women. Yeah. Yep, sixty, eighty percent of women are the ones that end the relationship. I wonder why. I wonder why a guy would call it off, though. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. I, I think that if he found out she cheated on him. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I guess I, so. I knew. I knew a guy that uh, <clears throat> we haven't. I don't. We're not even friends on social media. But he, he was engaged to be married, and he wanted to marry someone that was a virgin. And he found out shortly before the wedding, she came clean and said she wasn't a virgin, and they called off the wedding. Really? Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Because he was. Oh. And very religious. Oh. And, you know, felt, you know, he couldn't get past it. And so yeah. they I called it off. I don't know. I guess maybe I just don't see, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that stuff happen very often. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe it's where I'm from and who I was raised around and stuff like that. Why I don't, but. <laughs> you know, a lot of people that got married after they had kids. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but but I think that I, you know I, I think the only reason guys would really call it off I think that and it's not that I, I don't I mean when you look at a statistic that sixty that, that up to eighty percent of the reason they're called off or the ones that call it off is a woman's mm-hmm. decision it's not necessarily that the woman is at fault you know for once I'm yeah. not picking on the ladies when I talk about this <laughs> I'm actually going to stand up for them because I think that. When a guy cheats, most of the time a guy won't come home and say, hey, I cheated on you. 
it's over. Mm -hmm. He cheats and feels bad and wants to stay together, and the woman ends it. Well, then she gets, quote-unquote, blamed Mm -hmm. for ending it because she ended the relationship. Uh Um, And she should have, even though it wasn't her fault that it ended. It was his. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's why that number can get high, because when it comes to cheating or infidelity or something like that, the man's the one that does it, and she's the one that ends it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that reason—excuse me—reasons guys would call it off would be, you know, they they find out something about their partner's past, or the partner comes clean about something that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you have a plan where, and maybe it's something specific like you know we're not gonna live in this certain area, or we're not gonna have kids, or we're, you know whatever these non-negotiable things are that I think guys could are pretty good about sticking to if his fiance starts wishy-washing and saying, you know, I know you said you don't want kids, but I've been really thinking about it and Mm -hmm. I do want kids. Well, then maybe we shouldn't get married. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there is some logical pushback from the guy as to why it would end or make up that other 20 to 40%. But I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's much easier to point to uh, a woman's decision on it. Yeah. You know, I think that when when a guy proposes, he has thought about it. Yeah, he already knows. Yeah, he's planned it out. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's going to say. He knows what he's going to do, and he's anticipating. And and you know, for some, I there was no doubt in my mind that you weren't going to say yes. So I I don't understand when I've talked to other guys like oh, I was so nervous. What if she said no? And I'm thinking. If there was a possibility that she was going to say no, why the hell are you proposing? Yeah. And then I know weird. some people are like, well, there's always a possibility. Well, well, yeah, and you know, your your forehead could cave in at any second too, but the chance of it happening is slim to none. <laughs> if you're with the right person and you're really calm in the relationship, they're not going to say no. Yeah. And so when I hear guys tell that, like, uh-huh. well, I was, I was just so nervous and I was afraid they were going to say no, I just think... Well, how well did you know this person? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I couldn't imagine being with someone being like, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to say yes, but there's a at least a 20% chance they may say no or, or what. I mean, I wouldn't even assign you a 1% chance of yeah. saying no. Yeah. I, I knew for sure you were going to say yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know why there's that doubt or fear mm-hmm. in guys, which I don't want to say that it's not nerve wracking or you're nervous doing it. But it the nerves had nothing to do with a fear that you were going to say, say no. no. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I think, well, so going back to the guy planning everything out and all that, like he, you know, the woman, she gets this question popped mm-hmm. just kind of out of nowhere or whatever. Right. And, but, <laughs> but you, so you say that, you know, the guy has planned this out and all that, but then there's other guys like my ex that I was the one to tell him when are you going to pop yeah. the question you know yeah. and there, I know that there's a lot of girls out there in that same situation mm-hmm. like when is he going to ask me you know and then he just asks out of just pressure thinking, yeah pressure yeah. or this is what I'm supposed to do so mm-hmm. I guess I I need to do it right and, I mean, looking back now, it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have... Pressured him. Yeah. If you have to pressure somebody, that's a pretty good warning sign mm-hmm. that um, you need to have a pretty serious talk about the future of the relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think that... No good relationship um, starts out... Or, what is it? It doesn't end... 
good. Um, it started with an ultimatum or something. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there can, there can't be any ultimatums in it, and I think that a lot of guys that will have the argument that, well, I proposed because I felt pressured. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the pressure isn't warranted. If you've been dating somebody for a significant amount of time and you've given zero indication that you have any intention to move the relationship forward, you're going to get a little bit of pressure, mm-hmm. and it's very deserved. Mm-hmm. But the consequence to that is. You've now knocked somebody out of their comfort zone, and you need to understand that the only reason they're proposing is because they felt the pressure, yeah. not because they wanted to marry you. Exactly. Okay. And I think I don't. I don't really know what I would tell somebody to say. Well, I, I think it would just be having an open conversation. You've been with somebody for you know six, seven years now. You guys may have talked about marriage. I think it's okay to say, hey, you know we're. Where do you see us in, in the next three years? Do you mm-hmm. think are, are we married? Are we married with kids? Are we married in a house? Are we, or are you just going to sit here and play Xbox all the time? And I'm going to sit over here and look at my phone mm-hmm. um, for the next three years. I mean, what what's the plan? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's okay to have that conversation, um, but you do need to be aware that there there may be some pressure because of that, mm-hmm. and you don't want the guy to be like, "Well, fine, here's your ring. Just sh- shut up." Yeah, you know, I, I finally proposed. What more do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, and guys do that, and they, they kind of act like they're doing her a favor yeah. by proposing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Ugh. Well, I, and I think that I think it, it, this can go along with, with a long engagement. The guy feels like he's buying some time. Yes. By giving mm-hmm. her a ring. Like, well, we've been dating for a while. I owe it to her. Yeah. Yeah. She's been faithful. It's like something she earned, mm-hmm. like a pay raise, Gosh, you know? yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and propose and get him a ring. Uh-huh. And it's, and just like you said, it buys him some time. Uh-huh. And if you aren't proposing with the intent and the plan to get married in a reasonable amount of time, whatever that may be, why are you even proposing? Mm-hmm. And I think that guys sometimes propose... For various different reasons. I think that some guys propose because they fell in love with the person and they can't imagine not being with them any longer. Um, and it's for them, it's an easy, effortless, natural decision to say, you know what? I'm going to marry this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask them to marry me, and we're going to get married. And there's really no more thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. I think other guys propose to, like we said, buy some time. Mm-hmm. I think they propose because... Of pressure from either their significant other, their family, their uh-huh. friends. You know, when you're the when you're the couple that have been together forever and you're not married, that's everybody is at. When the hell are they going to get married? Yeah. Why? Why? And usually, it's funny because usually the statement is, "Why is she still with him?" Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from guys or girls that talk about that couple behind their back. Mm-hmm. But why is she still with him? They've been they've been dating for eight years. They're not engaged. They haven't talked about getting married. Um, and I know that the 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 argument back is, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. It works for us. Mm-hmm. But you find out more times than not that it doesn't really work for us. It works for the guy because because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to. He doesn't commit. want to change anything. Yeah. Why Why mess up a good thing? Like, I don't get that. Like marriage just, is going to destroy <laughs> your relationship. I know. I don't get that at all. And like I told you before, 
you know, guys, it seems like guys pressure other guys into not, into not getting married because... Well, they scare them. Yeah. Well, things change when you get married. Once you eat that cake, you're never going to have sex again or mm-hmm. or whatever, which I guess may, may be true in a lot of situations. But <laughs> if you're right with the right person, I guess yeah. well, and you that, have nothing that to goes, worry about. That goes back to a lot of what we've talked about in, in other episodes is picking the right person. I mean, if, if you really think that the person you've been dating for a certain amount of time to and you've been engaged to is all of a sudden going to change and cut you off from sex for no other reason aside from you're married now yeah. and I don't have to and I haven't enjoyed having sex with you the whole time we've been dating and engaged and whew, I'm glad that's over with. I mean, if that's the... You should know that, <laughs> that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that, once again, I for... I didn't have any of those fears because we had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been really burned badly previously, so I should have been apprehensive or, or scarred at least or had some mm-hmm. form of you know, relationship PTSD to where <laughs> that would be a concern. Yeah. Um, but I knew you well enough that it wasn't a concern. So I, I, don't, I don't know... I think that if you dug, if you dug a little deeper in in the guys that do say that that say well, you know my right after we got married my wife quit putting out. I think that you would find out either they probably quit putting out before you got married, mm-hmm. or B you did something to, to turn her, her off and yeah. make her not want to put out anymore, uh-huh. or you know what you're leaving out is the fact that you had a child shortly after you got married and now that child consumes your relationship and you don't have time for sex as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's probably more of a popular realistic reason as to why it happened. Mm-hmm. But that, that scares people. Yeah. Um, and it scares guys and guys get nervous about it and guys don't want things to change and they don't, they feel that sometimes if they're in a mediocre relationship, that if they get married, it's going to get even worse. Mm-hmm. When I think that if you're in a great relationship, you you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, once we get married, it's going to get better. Yeah. And I think that that's the difference. Uh-huh. Is if if you if you really truly have a fear that you get married and this person is going to make it worse, that's probably the biggest sign you shouldn't marry this person in the first place. Mm-hmm. So don't even get engaged, and then you don't have to worry about a long or short engagement. You just saved yourself and everybody else a big old headache. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can can I have some more wine? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Sorry. All right. So keep talking. Um, fill up your. So, um, but okay. So I guess we we think that there there's acceptable reasons to have a long engagement. Yep. Um, some acceptable reasons that we've we've kind of noticed were. Um, uh, I guess saving or saving up for a wedding. Yeah, I mean, there's there's once again there, there's going to be unique situations for people that aren't aren't normal situations or aren't going to be on this list. Um, you know, waiting for someone to wake up out of a coma is not what we're going to cover <laughs> on this list. Uh-huh. But yeah, if if you if you're if you're that couple that you know if if you look back traditionally in traditional marriages. You know, back in the day, you usually got engaged fairly quickly out of transitioning from high school. Mm-hmm. And then you got married early 20s. And you both were still living with your parents. 
And so you had these typical steps of we got engaged, we have an engagement party, then we're going to have a bridal shower, and we're going to get married, and now we're a couple, and we're going to move in and get to know one another. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the traditional setup. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that before all of this, before I got um, sidetracked with getting more wine, (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that people, people think that... Um, or people say, well, I I want a long engagement because I want to get to know my partner better. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Don't you think that once someone engaged to someone you don't know? Yeah. (laughs) Once someone asks you to marry them, you should probably know them well enough to say, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Right. Well, and, and and one of the things that that, that I, I've I've said before, and not on this, but I'll say it right now, is from a guy's perspective, when you should when you ask somebody to marry you, you should be willing and under and ready that if she says yes and let's get married tomorrow, that you're completely comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, don't ask her to marry you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really, I don't know why people have overcomplicated the process of courtship and dating and engagement and getting to know one another and getting married and living happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, I think it's overcomplicated because it just doesn't happen that way that much anymore. And I mm-hmm. think that there, there has been something lost in the process to the point where I'm, I'm meeting and seeing and becoming more aware of People that are very, very fearful of taking the next leap or step or natural progression that they should with their partner. If the overall point of even dating is to find a partner and you've found that partner that you feel is best suited for you, why would you just leave it at that first step? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we, we've really jumbled up the mix. As far as that that traditional progression we talked about, I'm not saying I'm I'm an advocate for that. I think that what we saw with that, the negatives of that, was two people that knew each other but didn't live with one another, mm-hmm. and now they're married and they feel more trapped and living living with one another. Yeah. And then we saw a generation that said, you know, we don't have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with living with one another, so we can get to know each other to know how we're going to be as roommates, yeah, and how we're going to be as a couple. Uh-huh. Um, which is what we did. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Yeah, and I think that e- even during that time, I kind of waited to be like, okay, when is this going to suck? <laughs> when is this going to suck? Yeah, when, when, when am I going to get irritated? Uh-huh. When am I going to get annoyed? When am I When is she going to do something stupid time? and weird? Yeah, and... when is she going to do something that annoys me? Uh-huh. When is, you know, and, and it just never happened. Uh-huh. And so after I realized, like, okay, well, she can't be faking it this long. Yeah. You know, and... It was there was nothing that I, I felt like you were hiding from me, uh-huh. or that all of a sudden after we got engaged or even after we got married I'd be like, oh dang it, I knew that this was going to happen, <laughs> you know, or all of a sudden a switch flipped on and you were a complete pain in the ass to be around. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's that once again that's people's fears, and usually it's a guy's fear mm-hmm. that you know they're gonna there's going to be this huge change. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is is kind of reflective on how people the girls change in the process before they get married there we see people that get engaged and they become a different person during the engagement Mm -hmm. and it's like i think from the guy it's like the heck is going on here this is not who 
I even yeah. asked to marry me. Well, I, I think that with planning a wedding and everything, I think that every all of all girls they probably think this is this is gonna be a piece of cake. It's not gonna be stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get stressed out like every other yeah. bride does. And they do, and probably the witch comes out in them mm-hmm. and that's the guy that the that the or that's the girl that the guy sees. Right. Like, what the heck? This isn't the girl that I asked him yeah. <laughs> to marry me. And she's letting all of the wedding stuff and planning on all that get in the way of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Which maybe maybe she is really just wanting a big, beautiful wedding and not focusing right. on their relationship itself. Well, do you think that an indicator of how stressed out someone gets over a wedding is an indicator about how stressed they'll get over other stuff? Or do you think it's just a one-off? It's such a unique, special situation, you can't really hold somebody to how they acted during the wedding process. I think it depends because, like, I mean, I know that I got stressed out with... But not with me. I know. We never had any issues exactly. during our wedding plan. With each other, we didn't. But, uh-huh. like, with with my dad and stuff, he was really annoying. <laughs> and... <laughs> And he was he was the the crazy mom in the situation that's telling you to how to do everything and all that. And- yeah, and you're like, Dad, just it's my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had to yeah. say that. And way. I think that if you're taking it out on your partner, yes, I think yeah. that maybe it is. I don't know if it's a one off though, because well, I, I think I think you just I think you just kind of answered it. If if you're taking it out on your partner, I think that may be a reason for concern. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you're allowed one bridezilla moment on your partner, even though you didn't have it with me. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of give somebody a freebie because yeah. it is so stressful. But I think that if they're freaking out at every step along the way, that's a pretty big sign. I mean, what's going to happen when you... I mean, I think the most stressful thing for us, I would say, and I don't know if you would agree or disagree, was the processes of the homes we've bought and the houses we've built. I thought that was more stressful than planning a wedding. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think yes and no. I guess, like, there were certain things with the wedding that just, I mean, I I eventually had to put my foot down and Mm -hmm. say, no, (laughs) this is... Our day, mine and Seth's day. Right. So we're going to do things the way we want to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for most of that, the guys just kind of feel like they're going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. The guy, for the most part, doesn't he care. going along for yeah, the ride. what colors they use. Yeah. I'm going to wear whatever tux you want me to wear. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, have however many groomsmen and, and whatever that I'm supposed to have. And you tell me what to do and I'll do it and I'll be there. Um, which I think going along with it is different than being completely hands off. Yeah. I think being completely hands off and saying, this is your day, you plan it, this is the really wrong way to approach mm-hmm. it. Um, but I think that when we look at the acceptable reasons mm-hmm. as to why um, people would have a long engagement, I think the first one we had talked about was, was the money. Mm-hmm. If you're not following that traditional path that I was, I was talking about a few minutes ago of, you know, Father of the bride's paying for the wedding mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever 
is it the parents of the groom that's supposed to pay for the honeymoon or something? I don't know. No, who's, I thought that I don't know. Who's suppo- they're supposed, I don't know I know who's supposed to cover for the, the honeymoon, the, but the rehearsal the rehearsal dinner, dinner is supposed to be the, the father, yeah. the parents of the groom or something. I don't uh-huh. know what the actual traditional layout is for all of it, but most of the time now, or we we have couples now that are getting married later who are already mm-hmm. established and they live together. They already have a toaster. And all of the crap that they would get at an engagement party or a bridal shower or for gifts at, at a wedding. And that's how we were. We didn't need anything for the house. Mm-hmm. So we asked for cash. Yeah. <laughs> Give us money. That's all we want. Which I think some people feel bad about doing that. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did it in a pretty tactful way. Yeah. But I think that if you're an adult couple, not not a very young 20-something couple that's out of high school or out of college who doesn't have anything. But if you're, if you're adults already and you're going to be paying for your own wedding mm-hmm. wedding and you've got to save up money for your wedding and your honeymoon and all this stuff, you're, you're not going to be able to do that typically in a five to six month period. Yeah. It's going to take you some time and you may mm-hmm. be going over that. Well, and depending and on what, how extravagant of a wedding you're going right. to want. Cause I mean, we we were engaged for seven months, mm-hmm. and we had a beautiful wedding. Yep, and it it worked out just fine. Right. It was, well, it wasn't just that it worked out. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was, was exactly what you wanted. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah. It, but I I think that when you say it was exactly what you wanted, there there are some people that have very specific mm-hmm. details that they have to have. I know. Um, you know, the one of the other acceptable reasons is. Just the timing of it. You know, we got engaged in October, mm-hmm. and we got married in May. But if we had wanted to get married on the our, anniversary of, of our, our first, first date. date, that would have only been three months away. Uh-huh. And that would have been really hard. So we would have had to have waited until the next year, mm-hmm. and that would have put us over that 14 and a half. Or would it put us no, right at? Uh, pro- well, no, because it like, would have been 12 months after. Oh, yeah, yeah would I guess it would over. Go So we would have had a uh-huh. quote-unquote long engagement. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, we wanted to, <laughs> we just wanted yeah. to get married. Right. And we just, we, I don't, I, I still try to remember exactly why we, we, chose, we May. chose May. Um, I think, I think weather wise, it was really tough in the spring mm-hmm. because we weren't sure. Well, we were in Colorado. <clears> how the Colorado weather would cooperate. Be, yeah. Oh man. And it kept snowing mm-hmm. every week up and leading up to the yeah we were like it was that. a really long winter that year <laughs> yeah and we were really nervous that it was mm-hmm. going to be awful weather mm-hmm. on our wedding day and we were like geez we, we should have even pushed this to june maybe yeah um but you know we looked at venues we knew june was higher mm-hmm. the more expensive to get married it was harder to find a venue that we wanted and you you didn't have this 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 image in your head of I have to get married at this this location, this location, or this time of year, or this day. Because I know that yeah. a lot of people, like some some people, want to get married in the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they get engaged in the fall in September, right? Yeah, they're not going to get married the next month. Mm-hmm. They have to wait. Yeah, but, so and, th- and that's and that's okay. I think that those are yeah. that's acceptable so, reasons. Yeah, and, and there, there's pieces of that that have to fall in place. I mean, we, we've, we've had friends or, or family that, you know, or situations where family is out of the country mm-hmm. or out of town and it takes coordination. Yeah. Um, you know, and even, even us planning our wedding and, and getting married in seven months, um, it wasn't a small wedding. It was, mm-hmm. you know, we, we still, even with your family being so large, immediate family was still a hundred people showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that was I think you get some pushback that's like you know well it's got to be at least a year to plan well no it doesn't no it doesn't have to be a year to plan um, but if you have those very specific details that just have to happen um, you know you, you you'd found that one article that was like I've got a, a sister or even another family member getting married yeah. around oh, this man. same time or this imagine. year yeah you know that even as a parent that would be tough to be like well I've got to give away daughter number oh. one could and you imagine? This year, I've got to save up another year to pay for daughter number that two. That poor dad, yeah. huh? So that would be tough. Um, so there, there are there are very completely legitimate oh, yeah. reasons mm-hmm. and acceptable reasons to have a long engagement. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want people to think that we're we're anti long engagement. Mm-hmm. I think what we are very anti is stagnant. Long mm-hmm. engagements. Yes. Um, well, and I myself, I, I said it last week, I was in a long engagement myself. Well, I've said it, I guess, multiple, on multiple mm-hmm. episodes. But um, I was in a long engagement, and I was engaged for over a year and with no wedding date, no wedding planning or mm-hmm. anything done or, or set. I don't know when I would have <clears throat> ended up getting married. Right. When, yeah, whenever you called it off. Yeah. Yeah, there was no end in sight for Mm-mm. when that would be. So why why did he propose in the first place? Well, because I put the pressure okay. on him. And that was, that, <laughs> that was so irritating because uh, I put the pressure on him. His mom put the pressure on him, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he was like, okay, well, we'll go ring shopping. Well, we went ring shopping mm-hmm. and picked out a ring. And then he freaking keeps the ring in the cabinet in our apartment for like three months. And still hasn't. Yeah, and I'm thinking, when is he gonna ask me? What the hell? And so finally he asked. I was like, geez, it's about freaking time. And then, and then you know, of course later on, I'm like, well, why did? Yeah, why why did did I pressure him anyway? And ha- so how long were you guys dating up until the point he asked you to marry him? Um, I think it was... Six, seven years? Oh, or eight years. Eight years? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to really head down the path as far as, you know... I, if we have a problem with long stagnant engagements, I'm sure the listeners can probably guess what we feel about long stagnant dating. <laughs> <laughs> right. The only thing worse than a four-year engagement is an eight-year relationship prior to you being engaged where it took him forever to half a decade to even ask the question. I know. Um, so More than half a decade. Yeah, we're not going to go down that path right now because that will just piss more people off. Yeah. Um, and most of the time that's the guy's fault. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Guys are lazy. Guys are, guys are dumb and lazy and you have to lead that horse to water and shove their face in the water and show them how to drink. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's that's if you're doing that or you have a partner like that once again. That's a pretty big warning sign. Uh-huh. You know, I, I you shouldn't have to ultimatum and threat and beg and borrow and get people from different angles to apply the pressure to get somebody to do something that so many good guys out there are effortlessly and naturally going to do when they fall in love with somebody that, mm-hmm. that deserves it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what's just so ridiculous about it. Um, so, but we won't talk about the, the lengthy <laughs> dumbass daters. 
Um, we'll just keep the focus on the, the stagnant uh, engagements. Yes. I know that. But those those types of engagements, though, it's like, well, what are you doing? Okay, so are you, are you wanting to get married? Mm-hmm. It, it, is marriage what you're wanting yeah. out of this? Right. Well, and that's where... You, you start to see some of those acceptable excuses we talked about come out, but then you realize that that's, that's not applying that situation. And I'll use the money one for an example. You'll, you'll have an adult – I say adult. I mean I know you're an adult when you're 18, but matured adults that get engaged. And they'll say, well, we're going to wait until we finish A, B, and C and save up money to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, it's – been how many years now you haven't saved anything towards your wedding but you've made this purchase and you bought this new car and you bought a new house or you renovated this and and you did all these other things that married couples would do together why did you just not get married first yeah. i mean it's just what once again and and i know that devil's advocate would be well what the hell do you care Seth why are you even asking it it doesn't hurt you it doesn't affect you in any way it doesn't change your marriage your relationship why do you care what we're doing Uh because it's fucking annoying (laughs) it's annoying (laughs) it's just irritating it's like wow are you serious I mean and like you said why are you getting engaged if the plan isn't to get married yeah and then other annoying things happen Throughout that process that I don't want to say is offensive because that just sounds weak to me, but it, it, it's the dumb things like, well, I'm going to change my, I'm going to change my name on Facebook, but we're not married. We're, or, well, we're practically married. We're, yeah, that's enough. We're practically married. Uh-huh. Or they refer to each other as husband and wife. And they're not yet. You're not husband and wife. Uh-huh. It, it, that's ridiculous. If you haven't taken the legal steps that is required to be legal marriage certificate. I don't mean you're so lazy you live with each other long enough you're considered married. I yeah, mean you're common law married. Common law marriage. Yeah. That doesn't count. Uh-huh. Get out of here with that crap. <clears throat> I mean really take the steps it is to be married. You don't deserve the right to call your roommate who it is, your roommate with benefits, mm-hmm. your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. That's not that that you're taking away from real marriages when you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like saying, and I'm going to use money as, a, as an out, that's like saying, hey, I opened a banking, a savings account, and I'm going to have a million dollars in there. But I don't yet, but go ahead and just call me a millionaire. <laughs> just go ahead. I, I'm a millionaire for all intents and purposes. I'm a millionaire. Even though I have 10 bucks in my bank account, uh-huh. one of these days, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh-huh. So let's just go ahead and call me a millionaire. <laughs> or it's the same thing as, taking selfies on Instagram and being like, yeah, I'm a fashion model. I I don't have a contract and nobody's signed me, but I'm wearing the exact same lipstick and makeup and my hair is done just like the other fashion models. So I'm pretty much a fashion model. Just go ahead and call me a fashion model. (laughs) So if you think that sounds stupid, that's how people that are actually married think when people hear non-married people call each other husband and wife. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh I know. (laughs) They're my rants over. End rant. (laughs) Yeah, end rant. Right. And I probably lost about seven to ten friends in the process (laughs) of doing that. Oh, gosh. But with the money thing, okay, so it could go. I think that the saving up for the wedding could be a a good reason for, um, for a long engagement. Right. But 
Also, I think that, like, I think a lot of people say, well, I want to, we want to have kids when... When we can afford it. When we can afford it. Well, you're never going to be able to afford it. You're not, you're not going to be in the financial situation that you want to be. Yeah. So why not just freaking do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, and and that's the thing. And, and I, but like I said, I, 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 the, the bigger problem is saying that that's the reason you're not getting married, but you're not working towards that yeah. goal. You're, uh-huh. you're not, you, you've just let it fall off. You, you aren't planning on it. You don't have any goals set up. You're not actively saving towards getting married. Mm-hmm. It was, you got engaged for, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I've seen and read the arguments of being engaged is fun. I want to enjoy my engagement. Well, how long though? I mean, yeah. what's, what, wouldn't you want to enjoy being Mr. and Mrs. instead yeah. of in fiancé? I, mean, I know. I liked I liked being engaged. It was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and, and planning the wedding and all that. It, it really was fun <laughs> other than a couple little things that were just annoying. But yeah. it, was, it was fun. But it, what was more fun was knowing, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be Mrs. Carnes. Right. And... Knowing that I'm gonna be his wife, mm-hmm. like that is that's the coolest thing, and counting down the days to be your wife. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're having to count down, freaking, gosh, yeah. how many days? Like, yeah, if you're in, you know, five figure digits, <laughs> or you don't even know where to start to count down. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a that's a not a good place to be in. Yeah. If you're celebrating engagement anniversaries. That's a good sign you've been engaged too long. Too long. <laughs> I know. If you're like, oh, hey, happy happy third engagement anniversary. What the heck are you doing? Yeah. You're Jim and Roy from The Office. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Or Pam, no, Pam, sorry, Pam, and, Pam, and, Pam and Roy. Pam and Roy. It could have been Jim and Roy. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, but I mean that's that's where it's like okay, you're not a you're not allowed to celebrate that. That doesn't warrant anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just thinking why. Why are you not married yet? Why Why have you not? And once again, who cares from your perspective? What's it hurt? Who's it hurting? Like I said, it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's not hurting us. <laughs> yeah, I won't rant again about it. But. Yeah. Um, I think that, like for me, it ended up being the reason why I wasn't, I didn't get married or I didn't... Um, set a date or anything is I ended up realizing that I wasn't marrying the right person. Yeah. yeah when, when you have the doubt, that's, that's going to give you a better excuse to keep prolonging the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to think that, Oh, if, well, just cause we're prolonged doesn't mean we have doubt. I don't think that that applies to everybody, Mm-mm. but I think in some cases it does. Um, I think that, yeah, that, I think that that's, that's a very good, good point behind it because if you're if you're not willing to push or set a date and the guy or the girl's not doing this and and typically that responsibility for whatever reason tends to fall on the girl to say let's pick a date unless she just gives up and says well you aren't agreeing with it when do you want to get married and the guy keeps saying well we'll worry about that later let's just enjoy this or you know we got we got engaged at christmas um and i've got you know my my 30th birthday is over the summer, so I'm saving up money for Vegas with the guys. 
uh, so let's wait till next oh, year. Oh, that's you know, stupid. <laughs> what, oh, my God. Whatever yeah, it is. No. <laughs> whatever lame excuses where the girl's like, well, fine. When you're ready to get married, you tell me. Yeah. Um, if you're heading down that path, you got a stagnant engagement. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a good situation to be in. I mean, yeah. and it's, you know, I, I don't, I, I would like to, and if there's somebody out there that is just furious about what I've said that was like, we were engaged and for eight years and then we got married and it's been the best uh, i would like to hear from that person <laughs> um, because I, re- I really would like to hear that perspective i haven't really seen a a Good. success story uh-huh. of we had a horribly long drawn in, and i don't like i said i don't I, I mean you had a long engagement for no other reason than you just didn't want to commit to get married not that you had good valid reasons for what you're doing mm-hmm. um but if you, you know if there was no outside influence, and you guys just couldn't decide what to do, so you just let it go, and then was finally like, oh, man, we've been engaged for how many years? We might as well do this thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just, oh, so happily married now? I want to hear from you. Because <laughs> I'm not... I don't... I I'm don't think... Well, I, yeah, I don't think that we would hear from anybody, because... Well, they're probably not listening anymore Uh-oh. right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they probably, they, they they probably it shut it off. during my rant. So, <laughs> I know. it's all right. But I don't know. I mean, I think that with with all of this, the the biggest thing that 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 I learned from a long engagement and then being with you and not having a long engagement, which I don't think we had a short engagement either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was I knew that I wanted to marry you, right, and. I knew that I I knew that I was making a mistake with my previous partner. Mm-hmm. And I I actually said it pretty um pretty quickly into our engagement, not mine and yours, but mine and my ex's that I couldn't do it anymore. I don't want to I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, he's like, "Well, I'll change, I'll change and, yeah. and I'll do this, I'll do that." And I hoped for change, but... And that, when you look at some of the studies and the things that therapists put out on why there are long engagements, one of the top five answers is hoping that your significant other is going to change. Mm -hmm. That something has happened, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, what you went through with an addiction, whether it's, you know, somebody's lazy or non-committed or, you know, infidelity or whatever it is, fill in the blank... It's one significant other waiting on the other to change and come around. And typically, I would take a nice stab in the dark that that's the woman waiting on the man yeah. to change. I know. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. I know. I guess there's like very rare cases like like the movie When a Man Loves a Woman. Right. When the the woman is right. yeah. just awful. <laughs> the woman's the one that, yeah. The woman's usually not the one that makes the horrible decisions throughout. Yeah. Maybe they made the initial bad decision by picking the wrong partner. <laughs> but, but yeah, usually they're not the ones that have, that brings all of those other issues in the relationship. It's usually, it's usually the guy that does mm-hmm. that type of stuff. But I think that when you see the, what you just said, that the reason for long engagements is, you know, I'm, I, I, I care about this person. I don't want to end it because maybe they'll take off on a really big downward spiral. So I'm going to give them some time. And hopefully they'll come around and this will turn into somebody that I do want to marry. Yeah. And and you start to really associate the the engagement 
being engaged to someone is completely different than being married to someone. And it is, for all the reasons I said, irritate me. But at the same time, in your heart, like I said, you once you ask somebody to marry you, you should be prepared to get married yeah. as soon as they say yes. Uh-huh. Not wait months and months and months and months or years and years until that process happens. Yeah. What's going to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And nothing does change. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, I mean most, I, I, most 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 of the time things don't change. Yeah, they either get worse, uh-huh. or you realize that it's not going to change, and and you make the change and get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but ultimately, I think that <laughs> we're big fans of the long engagement. <laughs> I think that it's good. It, it was good for me. It was a good. I I'm glad that I did go through a long engagement because it did give me time to to realize that I was making a mistake and wasn't with the right person mm-hmm. and eventually met the right person. Yeah. So yay, long engagement! Yay! <laughs> but then once you know that you're once you know or once I knew that. Mm-hmm. I did find the right person. I didn't have to have a long engagement. So it's like, well, which one am I for? Is it for long engagements or short engagements? And it, it just boils down to being with the right person. Yep. Yep. Yeah, being with the right person, I think it'll it'll pan out. And I think that that's where, I think that that's where you're going to see the the uniqueness of kind of going back to what we said initially, that you know everybody's different. Every couple has their own set of standards of what's too short, what's too long, and what's just right. And I think that when you are with a white person, that, that formula is going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it'll happen the way that it was supposed to happen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that that'll, that'll work out. Yeah, definitely. So I think that is the end of our discussion today. Um, next week is going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about a healthy sex life. Yep. It's our 10th episode next week, so. Yeah. We are going to be discussing sex, sexy, healthy sex life. <laughs> a sexy, healthy life is good too, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, a healthy sex life and how much should you be having sex with your partner? What's reasons that people don't have sex? Why? What's the reasons you should be having more and what's too little and there is no such thing as too much? <laughs> right. So we'll be talking about, about sex next week. It's going to be fun. Um, and so I'm not sure what we're going to share as far as polls and yeah, I don't know. articles and stuff like that this week, but uh, yeah, keep I'm an not eye sure. out for it. Yeah, um, I mean, have a happy 4th of July and mm-hmm. and all that to everybody. Um, but I guess we'll we'll talk to you next week. Um, again, like like what we're doing, subscribe to our, our YouTube channel, and um, follow us on Instagram, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Facebook, all that. And thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.